It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Okay, yeah, guys. Just two guys. Are we on? Yeah, we're on. <laughs> well, you know, um, announcers have gotten oh, fired for uh, stuff that's going on before the show. Didn't know they had a hot mic, but <laughs> luckily they, we thank God we were all clean. The damn, yeah, just, talk, well. just talking about wives and sobriety. I'll just—I <laughs> mean, I'll—I'll I'll add the explicit tag if we have to. I'm—I'm uh, <laughs> I'm with the Oracle of San Antonio Radio, Jeff Vexler. Sup, Andy? Good to see you, brother. We got brother Bob uh, doing whatever brother Bob does. Come on, I know he's—he's he's the best producer in town. Thank you, Whip It, Bob. I'm the and, best producer uh, on the sixth floor of this building. That's right, the sixth floor. And uh, what, dude, uh, we've, we've, has it been two weeks since I was here? Yep. Yeah. Oh my God, yep, nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Let's see what I'm drinking tonight. That's always an exciting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Moment. What you got? Well, let's see. We've got Bush. Oh, hello, Pop. And I've lost the sound. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I missed the sound on that. <laughs> that, that, that was Booger saying it was we've supposed got to be this. Bush. We've got Bush. I can watch that clip a hundred times a day. It never gets old. Again, Muck. well, I mean, it's not really beer. That's my non-alcoholic beer is more beer than that. Bush. Yeah, it's really good. Well, let's get right into it if we haven't lost all our viewers yet. Uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> Man, what a Super Bowl. Really? I Did you think it was, it was a great Super Bowl? I thought it was a I thought it was a good Super Bowl. Super Bowl. A good really? Super Bowl. Okay. Entertaining. It was close. Um, I didn't Okay, it got close. Well, okay, it was close pretty much throughout. I just never felt like it was a really well-played game. When the uh, did not play guy ran on the field in his civil civilian clothes, that was interesting. That was entertaining. Okay, that was entertaining. Uh, you know, it, the there was there were two plays in the first half that were even memorable. Right, the Jamar Chase uh, great catch for right. a touchdown, and I guess uh, OBJ's probably uh, reception in the end zone. But, but think about it, that was by design. <laughs> that was the the genius draw up of the two coaches. Where they said we're not going to give up the big play, we're going to stay contained. Super Bowls often in the first half, particularly, are low scoring. Um, it, it, it's something I usually gamble on, and I forgot to this year, and I yeah, wished I had. I mean, I mean, generally the under, Hits generally the, the under half. is a good bet. Yeah, it actually is a good bet overall too. Uh, the public is always on the overs because they want to watch an entertaining game. So uh, were, I didn't feel like it was. What were your thoughts on the first half? I thought it was either team. I thought it was cautious. It was like two boxers feeling each other out instead of for one round. It lasted half the bout. Uh, And for the most part, neither team wanted to throw deep and air it out. I didn't feel like it was a a really well-played Super Bowl. The Rams won, obviously, with the, the, the worst rushing attack in Super Bowl history. Uh, what they rushed for, 2.3 yards a carry in that game? Neither like team that. really rushed, rushed it very well. <clears throat> the Bengals were slightly better. Uh, I just didn't find it to be that entertaining a game. It could have been if Burrow had led his team back, but I th- maybe maybe I got spoiled, okay? 
because this playoffs was yeah. awesome. It, it was, was awesome. It was more great games than I can remember in one playoff, uh, yeah. one year's playoffs ever. In, in, including the Super Bowl, seven straight games, all one possession scores. That's awesome. All one possession scores. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, at least it's a Super Bowl where they're driving at the end to tie or win the game. Didn't the Bengals get just screwed over royally, though? I mean, when I was watching it live, I was thinking, oh, this is, this yeah, is Drew, bullshit. He's feeding into you. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is payback. You mad? This is payback for, 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 for the bad call that obviously was missed against uh, Jalen Ramsey on the T. Higgins catch. That was, that was egregious, right? And NFL referees are terrible. So I'm not surprised they missed it. But the makeup that the referees gave uh, to the Rams in the last five minutes of that game was really embarrassing. Well, I'm glad you recognize that because I felt the same way. And people say, well, you're a Bengals fan. They keep going back. Yeah, I'm mad, Donald. I'm, I'm pissed. I waited 32 years for the Bengals to win a Super Bowl and another drive. So this could be my one and only chance to ever get I, a Super Bowl. I have never played a down of competitive football, but generally my feeling is if you do not want the refs to dictate the end of the game, take it out of their hands. Both the Rams and the Bengals stalled after the beginning of the third quarter with that long touchdown pass and the interception and the the field goal. They both stalled. It was three and out, three and out, five and out, seven and out, three and out, five and out. They both stalled. One of those goes through and and it's a different ball game. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You're right. They did come down to a one possession game where the referees were likely to have influence. But like, if you go through it, here's the problem with me. They, they missed the Jalen Ramsey call. And to be quite honest at that speed, you would have had to have seen that on replay, which everybody did. That, that was just a a bam, bam, quick. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the referees stink and the referees can't see stuff and they need eyeglasses and all that, but your coaches needed to make a better call on second and one on that last four down progression. They did. You have second and one. The Bengals. What the hell? The Bengals. What the hell are you doing throwing downfield? You move the chains, run it, move the chains, throw a screen pass, throw something short. Don't go downfield, move the chains, keep the ball moving. You have plenty of time, plenty of field. And I thought the run on third and one with Perrine was really a stupid call. Uh, That ball needs to be put in the hands of your superstar. It needs to go to Burrow. We just saw him last week, for God's sakes, on crucial uh, third and fourth downs, sure. drop back, pick up a couple of yards to keep the chains moving. To, to give it to Pirine in, in that situation, with that Rams defensive line. Uh, Mixon? No, it was Pirine. No, Pirine on third and one. Right. It was a terrible rush. Yeah. And But <laughs> we can all, I thought I saw it live, and now we see it in frozen still shots that are all over the internet yeah. that, 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 that Aaron Donald was lined up off sides. Yeah. I mean, come on officials. Yeah. Well, like yeah. that's terrible, but uh, pull up that officiating me, my God, while, while he's doing this. Um, I mean, you know, that's, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback, but there was just. Where, well, I mean, the, the, the juxtaposition of that of that second and one call, the third and one call for, for Pirine, and what the Rams did on fourth down, you talk about give it to your best player. What did the Rams do? 
Not. Give it to Cup. <laughs> Give it to Cooper oh, Cup. Oh, the Rams that did. Fourth, that, did. that fourth down yeah, play. Sure. Yeah, sure. Jet sweep. Yeah, great that was a great call. Uh, and by the way, a ballsy call. Because that's not what I would have called in that situation. Right. And I I don't, I I ponder to guess if, not a lot of coaches if, if, would if call he, a jet sweep in that situation. If he didn't get the jet sweep, then we're saying what a bad call it is. That's correct. It's all, does it work or not? Well, that's no, right. no, you see, and that's, and that's my problem with the American sports fan. <laughs> They're all about resulting. If, if Cooper Cup doesn't make the fourth down, it doesn't make it a bad decision. But I'm just saying. Uh, I hate fan. the play call. I don't want to run anything wide. Yeah. You know, when I need a yard forward, I don't want to go sideways. Same kind of treat. Hey, but to Bob's point, you put it in your superstar's hands, and, which is what he did. And and Sean McVay showed me he's a wunderkind. You have OBJ go down after playing an amazing first half up until that point. Yeah, yeah he amazing. Money. OBJ has turned into an actual responsible, mature adult in front of our eyes. Well, for, for now, we have, well, I think he we saw his season. I think he saw his life, his career flash yeah. before his eyes playing in Cleveland, realizing that he wasn't going to get paid ever again. He I mean, he's been, him. has he been irrelevant for f- almost four years yep. now? Well, he probably saw uh, Dan, uh, um, the guy in, Tampa. Oh, Antonio uh, Brown. And said, you know what? Do I want to end up like him? Well, no, but no. OBJ has been this way the whole season with the Rams. No, he's been a good He's been a soldier. I agree. But it was only three months. Like he may have just been giving it his best. His, 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 his putting his right foot forward. Really? I mean, he's going to get paid. Don't you think? I think you will. I mean, I think it would be hard for Jerry Jones not to be even, you know how he is. It'll be interesting. It'll be incentive lace, but he'll get paid. Yeah. Uh, one thing you guys didn't mention that actually I thought was probably one of the big game changers is I was a little surprised and that early with the momentum to go for it on the second possession at the 50-yard line. Uh, I loved it. Had he, had he punted I the, loved it. Well, I understand, it, and he's a genius if they execute it, but you're giving the L.A. Rams a lot of momentum, short field momentum early. In I the like game. it even even with its failure. I like the call. Because it sends the message to your team that we're taking this game. We think we're the better team. If you punt that ball and 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 Zach, uh, what's the head coach's Taylor. last name? Zach Taylor um, has has impressed that upon his team all year that we're going to be aggressive. We're going to take, you know, the game by the balls whenever we can. If you punt in that situation, yeah. you're telling your team, ah, this one's a little different, guys, because the team on the other side's just too good. Well, I don't mind when he went for it on their 40 uh, a couple quarters later, but I just thought that was a little early in the game. Yeah, um, and, and, and it, it was seven points. And and, and, the, the and the whole message sending, that that trick play for the touchdown, that was a little bit of a tell for me, too. It's, it's kind of telling everyone in the world, you can't you can't play that defensive line and that defense straight up. You got to pull something out of your and, butt. and and that's true and that's fair. And sometimes, guys, you can't. I mean, wasn't yeah. it the Fiesta Bowl years ago with Boise State where they pulled all the BS <laughs> trick plays, Statue of Liberty, and everything? It's okay it sometimes okay. to recognize it, that, that you're Brady, outmatched. I beg your pardon. Wasn't that out of the Brady playbook? Then they do that in the Super Bowl. No, I don't There's recall. another team that did that. No, oh, no, no. Oh, that, that, that was the Eagles right. who did it and succeeded. Right. And then Brady did it and didn't catch the ball. That's right. Uh, so was it from Amendola, maybe? Who threw that to him? Oh, no, it was Julian Edelman that yeah, threw it to him. Yeah. Because I believe they, didn't they try to do it, too, with uh, 
the quarterback uh, Stafford, and he didn't get the ball. It, it, no, it, it, look, that was a little bit desperate from them. Yeah. I, I don't want to gloss over this, and I, I did say it, but I want to really put an emphasis on it. NFL refs suck. NBA refs suck. Major League Baseball refs are, they're okay. Umps, I should say. <laughs> they're okay. But, yeah. but NBA refs, by the way, they get a bad name because they give star treatment, but really they're good at their profession. NFL refs are not good at their profession. They're not good you, at getting the calls. Should, they should be able to challenge uh, interference calls. I, I think that somehow if, have if, it. If, if any game, game is going to be the impetus for minutes. that, I like that in the NBA. I love it. I yeah. love it. And maybe it would be good it, in the NFL. Last five minutes that's or something. Actually, not a bad idea. It's really not. It would not have changed though. Yeah. The T. Higgins touchdown over right. Jalen Ramsey, right? But the last Which, two minutes, you're taking the refs out of the equation of was it was it a was I, it, a was it not i still do not understand why we do not have an official in the sky why yeah, you've yeah, the the why do sky. we not have a member of the crew in the sky do you need the can opener again? i i i got something keep going keep talking <laughs> well, I keep mean, talking. You know what? i'm gonna know, open this beer with that wrench the, i see up there the drone is your is your the drone they have flying like that's your the sky camp. I, I I don't know either, Bob. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, they're they're human. They are going to make mistakes. I don't want their job. As to as to their profession, officiating isn't their profession. I think there is only That's one the problem. I know there's only one full time official in the NFL. Yep. That's the problem. These guys aren't paid and then they throw all the week to these, do it. Channel locks, not just for doing home repairs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, have y'all seen, by the way, the video on the fourth and one play, last play of the game, last consequential play of the game. Have y'all seen the still pick or the video of where Jay, uh, Jamar Chase he was? was open. He had dusted Ramsey. Ramsey was on the yeah. ground. If if yeah. if if Donald doesn't get to Burrow, it's lights out touchdown. So let's end it with this. Well, and 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 what's he? And no, I I, I want to talk on that fourth down yeah. play. I think the fact that Burrow got the ball as close as he did to the guy that was that when was he right was there, winging it, yeah. you know, being twisted in a circle. I think I think that receiver was like, yeah, it's not getting anywhere near me. Holy fuck, it's right it near was me. Close, it was close. It was close. It was catchable. It looked like it for, on TV. So I'm going to end with this. I'm going to end with this rant. I'm glad you guys mentioned that. About you got a rant? Yeah. All right. Give it to me. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. To the, <laughs> to the Mike Brown family ownership of the Cincinnati Bengals. You've been running that organization, you and your dad, for 50 years. Things have got to change, okay? You've got a generational quarterback right now. You really do. I mean, this kid's a real deal. And you have... What in the hell? I got it. Boy. <laughs> You're interrupting my rant, but you have a Sorry. generational quarterback and you're going to ruin this kid's career. He's going to end up like Andrew Luck or Joe Theismann. You've got the money. You got the salary cap. You got the draft picks. Get this kid some help, getting some help. And you've got a great team that, that can be around for a long time. And you got a great quarterback. This kid plays his heart out for you. He plays his heart out every single down. Give him what he deserves. And I will go on record and say that if he hadn't taken 19 sacks, if he hadn't taken seven in the last game, if you had given that kid three seconds 
per play to throw, Bengals would have won that game. I agree. He was hurried and sat almost. That was the reason time. I picked the Rams two weeks ago. Remember, yeah. I said, oh, yeah. dude, I said Burrow's just not going to have enough time against that, that Rams front. That the, the statistic was the the Bengals lost on pass blocking at the highest rate of any game in this season. God. And the Rams defensive line on pass blocking wins best of any game this season. Yeah. That wow. was the stat. Wow. I heard, I forget who I heard say this football is about big men pushing other big men around. So little men can run and throw the ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, spot check this for me. That's he had over 50 sacks in the regular season, 19 in the playoffs, close to 70 sacks. This kid's going to get killed. So, I mean, so he, let me ask you, got to protect I, I don't kid. think anybody disagrees with you. Okay. Cause we all, even even people who aren't Bengals fans like Joe Burrow and they like the way he plays. And frankly, watching this Bengals run was a lot of fun. How I do you, it. how do I did? How do you go about protecting him? Because you mentioned the draft. Is that the way to do it, or do well, you do the Rams thing? I think where it, you go out and you sign free agents. You know, I think you do a little bit of both. Okay. You, you, you know, you got fifty two million salary cap space. So there's no and offensive linemen want to play for a quarterback that's going to make them look good. Damn right. And we're not talking. We don't have to have a superstar, just a serviceable offensive line, just a guy that can give the man three seconds. I got to figure. Seconds. I got to figure. You're right that that when you combine Mixon, Burrow, Chase, and they're all under uh, contract through 2023. I got to figure free yep. agent offensive linemen are going to look at that as a destination, yeah. but you're right. The Bengals have been cheap forever. Yeah. They have the worst reputation of any ownership in the NFL. Uh, Texas Cincinnati Reds. It, well, I was going to say from up. What is it talk, with Ohio? Huh? He's from there. I know. That's all you need to know. But you know, it could be a dream story. The kids from Southern Ohio, he, he grew up a stone's throw from Cincinnati. I, I just love the kid. I love his moxie, man. The kid, when he's going down, like you said, is still winging, winging that ball, trying to. <laughs> and uh, I, I just don't want to see the guy get seriously hurt. He's already had a a serious knee injury, yeah. you know, and yeah. they got to protect him, man. And and, and there were, I even saw the report. I almost thought it was a. It, it was why are we even seeing this? But they're reporting that he's not going to have not going to need surgery in this offseason <laughs> for the injury that he had during that game. You saw him go down oh, yeah. and it, like he was screaming. Yeah. yeah. That looked so bad. It, it looked really it, bad. He may have tore a meniscus in his other knee. When you listen to the talking heads online, and I don't know how much you do or what you even make of it, Andy, but they're all saying that they don't expect the Bengals to be back anytime soon. They're they're getting a lot of Marino vibes. Okay. Well, see, here's the thing. Um, he, he does sign. I got to check the defensive guys because, like I said, uh, Mike Brown loves to sign guys to one year in and out deals, resurrect their career for one year. Uh, you're up on a murder charge, but your sentence is <laughs> not till next year. You know, but you're a good player. Do you want to come play for us? So I don't know how that defense, but you got to assume when you're in a Super Bowl, it could be your last one for a long time. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, you, you look at Marino. Do you think when Marino came out his rookie year, that we would have ever said this will be the last time we ever see him? Certainly Super Bowl? not. You forced me to put money. On whether the Rams or the who are the, between the Rams and the Bengals, who's the first back in another Super Bowl? I'm putting my money on the Rams. The Bengals, you have that's because the Chiefs. Where the money's at. 
the Bills. No. The Chargers. Yeah. The AFC is stacked. It's a tougher yeah. road to hoe. It is. For sure. And 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 not that the Bengals can't do it. They have a lot of young talent. All their skills players are under 25. And signed for a couple of years. Yeah, but they have Lamar Jackson to go against and is it Russell Wilson? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Well, they're, Whoever they're, they're goes okay to Pittsburgh. in their division. You're they're sure? Okay, in their division. I mean, we got Pittsburgh. They're in rebuild. Wait a minute. Pittsburgh's not in a rebuild. They just need a quarterback. Yeah, they got and, some defensive. And they got a lot of defensive issues. They're good on D. And they and they no, and, and, and they got the Browns. You're thinking of your daddy's Pittsburgh. No, I am not. They got <laughs> they got and, Bush. Where were they ranked this year? In what? Steelers. Ranked in D. They sucked. They were uh, not. They did not suck. Cleveland's kind of in disarray. Is Baker Mayfield the, the franchise? He's gone. But if you put Russell Wilson in there for, yeah, for Baker Mayfield, assuming, don't they become okay, good? When Russell Wilson becomes the quarterback, then we can talk about it. Okay, but well, but you know he ain't going that, to Cleveland. You know that Cleveland and and Pittsburgh are gonna upgrade at quarterback, right? Uh no. It'd be hard I, to downgrade from Pittsburgh, those two turkeys. How's Pittsburgh gonna what was their defense ranking? Oh, I, I didn't know you wanted defense. Why did he said their defense was good this They're year? Pittsburgh's defense sucked. No. They got a lot of holes. I, I see him winning the division uh, next year. Really? I mean, just like sight unseen? Uh, Look, I like the Bengals too, but like they're, hats, they're, they're in a murderer's row. Hats off to Vex or one to, what is it? Not that bad, actually. Passing defense. Yeah. And they, and they had to make up terrible. for Ben Roethlisberger throwing, you know, moon balls all game. I'm telling you, the Steelers are good, particularly if they get back a, a quarterback of note. They're, okay? they are definitely good enough. Yeah. I mean, good if, enough. if they signed Aaron Rodgers, I'd be like, yeah, you know. But in that division, who are your, um, who are your exceptional quarterbacks right now? Lamar Jackson. Um, Meh. Really? Uh, what? Hold on. The MVP two years ago. Yeah. What are we talking about? And I had a 32-inch waist 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so we're just, okay, never mind. Forget it. The Bengals are winning their division next year and the five years after it. <laughs> Nobody can beat them. Forget it. Forget it. Okay. Forget it. <laughs> I picked the Ravens. No, you don't have to flush parts. No, I mean, I, I mean, to, 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 to Jeff's point, AFC is hard. AFC is hard. So if Burroughs and the Bengals don't make it back, I'm not going to be surprised. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really And hard. that's why it hurts so bad to lose. It hurts so bad to have another drive. The only difference between uh, when Joe Montana he only gave us 16 seconds, so I knew we were screwed on that one. I actually thought that maybe he had enough time to at least, if McPherson could have been 50, yeah. 55 yards away. You did have enough time. 60. Don't throw it down the field on second we down. Didn't have an offensive line. So I forgot there's one more really good quarterback that might wind up in the AFC next year, and that's yeah, Tom Brady. You're just speculating. He's gonna, no, I am not. This is... This is my left testicle telling me he's either going to San Francisco or he's going to Miami. Telling you. Okay, Lance, that left testicle is probably you. fake. Where's my cartoon? Okay, y'all didn't believe me when the... <laughs> you didn't believe me when I told you the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl. You don't have to believe me. It's fine. I think Brady may sit out a year and then his ego will get the best of him and he'll come back. Or maybe midseason, if he likes the team, sees their direction and their quarterback goes down. 
but yeah, he's he won't wait he, until midseason. He's no, not that kind of guy. I don't want Brady in the NFL anymore. <laughs> I'm just telling you, he's I not am done. done with him. He's not done, man. Well, we better move on. Yo, here, here you go. Here you go. Here's a report from Yahoo. <laughs> it's on the internet. It must be true. It's, it's, yeah, I'm yeah, telling Michael you. Like you to read. I'm telling you. Yeah, but let's get. What into are you your snacking room. on over there? Yeah, you want some? I don't know. What is it? Pretty good. What is it? You have beer. You got nuts. Oh, hot nuts. Mm. Go for it. All right. What's next? NBA wheelhouse. Oh my God. That's your wheelhouse. How good is the NBA right now? So let's now? talk about the NBA trades. Let's start with your Spurs. Mm-hmm. That's a part Derek of it. Derek White. Do you like that? Um. I've loved Derek White. Um, they were backcourt heavy. Since the minute the Spurs drafted him, I thought he was puro Spurs. Uh, I'm really happy with his time here. The reality is, is that he's a little bit of an older player, not necessarily on our timeline, and uh, frankly, not at, not at a position of need. It was a great trade by Brian White. Great trade. I agree. Spurs front office made... This was absolutely the best trade deadline day that I can remember yeah. as a Spurs fan. They're, they're reloading for the future. And I think they stole from Toronto, man. They, uh, How so? Well, with the draft pick um, that they also got out of that. Well, getting a draft pick for Thaddeus gone Young. After this year, getting, right? Oh, Dragic, they'll, they'll, they'll got release him any in minute. Out in a draft pick. I mean, right. So... So I think at the end of the day, the DeRozan deal um, nets us. Uh, well, it's really the Kawhi deal that brought back DeRozan. Now DeRozan out and Thaddeus Young, you know, was part of the DeRozan trade. Nets you two first rounders, two second rounders and a pick swap. Yeah. That's not so bad. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's not as good as the Paul George Hall, uh, you know, but it, it, it's about as good as the Spurs probably could have done. Yeah, I um, mean, to get that number of draft picks with some middle, what I would consider to be middle-of-the-line NBA players. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'll tell you what, the Spurs are great about finding nuggets late and developing. Yeah. Uh, um, White was a 29th pick. Yes, he was. And we kept uh, DeJounte Murray, I think. Also 29. He was number, was he 18 or 19? No, DeJounte Murray was like 29. That's crazy. 28, 29. So they're really good about developing late picks. We're awesome at it. Now the Spurs need to get a lot of ping pong balls, lose out the rest of the season, and get that great draft pick. And by the way, we have three first-round draft picks in this draft, thanks to great trading. Maybe you can combine the three and move up a spot or two to get a guy. If in the Spurs do a great job yeah. of evaluating character of player. Yeah. And look, I can watch the NBA and I can watch college basketball and high school basketball until I'm blue in the face. And I do. And I can recognize talent and I can choose this guy's talent set over this guy's talent set. But what I can't do, because I'm not a front office type person, is find out about their character. Yeah. And the Spurs do the best job in the league of researching players' character. When you find out that Kawhi Leonard, though, you know, really an, uh, not an impressive collegiate, okay? He just wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was a decent player, but he didn't jump off the page at anybody. Man. Yeah. But the Spurs did the research and found out that he was a gym rat. Yeah. And found out that he had some skills, some assets that really were untapped at San Diego State. And they were like, okay, so yeah. it, it, this is our kind of guy. And, you know, 
Kawhi kind of turned turned his ass on them. So maybe the character evaluation wasn't perfect. But you never you never know. They're human beings, right? Everybody changes their mind sometimes. I love what the Spurs did. Uh, the flip side of that, by the way, is that Boston got themselves a damn good guard. Yeah. And Derek White in the papers and in the blogs up there got ripped, ripped for that trade. Everybody in Boston was like, I thought it was a win-win. I thought it was a win for It is a win. Boston just doesn't know it yet. Mm -hmm. Look, yeah, they had to give up a pick. Yeah, they had had to give up on Josh Richardson, who'd started to meld into the Celtics lineup and started to play a little bit better of late. Uh, and they had to get rid of Romeo Langford, who was a top draft pick of theirs not just a couple years ago. Langford hasn't worked out there. Okay, he doesn't get the ball. He's not going to get the ball because he's not at a position in need in Boston. They have Tatum and Brown. Um, Schroeder proved to be a terrible point guard for that team. They got rid of him. Now they move in Derek White into that position. And what the people in Boston who poo-pooed this trade, um, what they don't understand is what a high IQ basketball player Derek White is. And they've won three in a row since he got there, seven in a row overall. Derek White is putting up his usual kind of numbers, nothing that jumps off the page at you. It's not Russell Westbrook from the Oklahoma City days. It's not triple-double stuff. But if you watch the games, it's high IQ stuff. It's the Derek. solid NBA, Avery Johnson type. Yeah, moves the basketball, takes charges, makes the right pass when it's on time. Obviously, he can make shots. When he's open, Derek White's just a great all-around basketball player, and he's going to help that Celtics team learn how to win. They got better. I don't care what the the brilliant Boston media thinks of it. Yeah, speak to the Toronto trade that got uh, Dragon. Wait, the Toronto trade where Toronto got rid of Dragic? Yes. Doesn't matter. Toronto, Toronto needed another guy. Did we win on that trade with Toronto? Uh, it's it's kind of a win-win. I mean, Dragic wasn't playing for them. They got Thaddeus Young, who's another switchable 6'8", 6'9", player, which is basically what Toronto's gone to this year. If you're not watching the Raptors, they're actually worth watching because they basically have a lineup that's all the same height except for Fred Van Vliet. Are we taking a commercial break? We have oh, commercials? Sorry. We have sponsors? Oh, my God. <laughs> We're working on it. Okay. Uh, anyway, they're kind of interesting. And Thaddeus Young gets thrown up there and he'll be somehow in the mix there. The, you know, obviously the headline trade is the Simmons for Harden thing where both teams get better. Uh, I think people are highly underestimating how damn good the Nets are going to be if Kevin Durant gets healthy, if Kyrie Irving can can, can start playing again. I think the Nets win that trade. I do too. Uh, Do you have that Harden picture? Um, Harden, I have a picture of Harden. Harden to me is a guy that uh, well, that's that's. Oh what my he, God! So that's how he that's what he unveiled during their fifty point loss. The WTF other is that? That is a pimp that uh, pimps out homeless people. Wow! Are those sleeves not attached? Yeah, it, it's to more the like like I said, if you're a if you're a pimp and you're pimping out homeless people. That's- no, no. You know what this looks like? You, you, you guys are all enough to remember like 80 sci- sci-fi television shows. For sure. This is like the outfits they would wear in those shows. You're at, right. Like dances and stuff. Like, you're right. If you haven't seen this, social media has just been all kinds of fun. How did they miss this? Oh, it's been on. So um, here's the thing. Um, I love the NBA and I am in on the NBA in its future. I am out on watching the players walk into the games and having a fashion show. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care in the NFL. I don't care in the NBA. 
I've never cared. I'm never going to care. Stop showing that crap. Oh, you did. You, you didn't like Joe Burrows. I didn't. Sharks no, he looked against, like an, first off, against, he looked like an idiot against Matt Stafford's. I think this was on my clean pile this morning. <laughs> I didn't see Stafford. But if he dressed that way, then I'm proud Stafford of Stafford broke out the Bill Belichick collection. <laughs> I would be wearing the I don't give a but, shit outfit. But back too. to Harden. I mean, this is a guy who. He, he just can't seem to fit in with any team. He's been with Oklahoma, Houston, the Nets, and now Philly. Uh, he's like the Allen Iverson of today's generation. He's he's a high baller. He's going to get his points, but he's just not going to take your team to another level, in my opinion. Well, to your point, um, nine of the 20 highest usage rate seasons have occurred in like the last five years of the NBA. And most of them are James Harden years. Uh, Yeah, he needs the damn ball. Um, And I don't know how well that meshes with Embiid. He doesn't really love to run the pick and roll. Embiid doesn't either. Well, you would think that if you have those two guys, the right way to use them is just run pick and roll all day. Uh, We'll see. I mean, look, first of all, Harden's fat and out of shape. True. Secondly, he's a malcontent. Lastly, he hasn't been good this year. He just hasn't. He looks like How he's in. He, now? He's gonna he looks like he's in decline. If I had to guess, I'd say he's thirty-two. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's he ain't getting I, any younger. Uh, and I that would be just a guess. Okay. Yeah. I'd say twenty-nine. Um, no, I bet you he's thirty for sure. You're both wrong. Thirty-two. Well, he did say thirty. Exactly what Somebody I said. Somebody said thirty-two. Yeah. Ah, that wasn't big. Yeah, That's what right. are you smoking tonight, Bob? I want some of it. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, Only the good stuff. I I don't know how that works out in Philadelphia. But I think Philadelphia had to make that trade because Simmons wasn't going to play for him. They got back a good player in return. They had to give up draft picks. I don't like that part of it. But and then the Nets are terrifying. Yeah, they are terrifying. I I think I think Simmons, who is just he he wasn't happy in in 76 or land. I think it's a good fit. It's a really good fit. And um, Andy, if, if, if you guys want another one from me, look, the Nets had lost a bunch of games in a row before they won one the other night. They are in a full on like mudslide down the hill. Right. But if they make the playoffs yeah, no, please, and they have those three guys playing, a lot of weapons. tell me who's beating them. I agree. I, uh, I, I'm not going to argue. With it you. is a, it is a long shot, but I would put money on but it. Here's one team that may beat him. And I love this trade. Cause Tell I me. love this guy. I love Ibaka, Ibaka surge going to the bucks. Okay. When's the last time you watched Serge Ibaka play? 10 years ago. <laughs> I know that's the problem, <laughs> but you know, they need he hasn't some, been relevant in several but, years because he's not the same guy you remember, but they, was he injured? He's just gotten old. But they needed someone to fill that Brooks Lopez void who's been out. So. They did, and he will do well enough right. at that. And, you know, the freak's the freak, so you got him. But uh, I still loved his grittiness, so maybe he can put it no, together. You're right. Obaka, Obaka they give will up be fine. for that trade? No, they give up nothing. Yeah, so, I mean, better than nothing. They gave up Dante Givincenzo, who was kind of an extra piece with yeah. the way they've been playing lately. They didn't really need him. And then speaking of another guy who was going to be the next coming, but just couldn't stay healthy on the hardwood. What do you think about the Porzingis trade? Well, I think it's sad. I think Porzingis, when he came into the league, his first year, year and a half in New York, he really did look like the, the, the evolution of Dirk Nowitzki, mm-hmm. right? Taller. Yeah. Uh, as good a shooter in many ways, better athlete in many ways. Numbers, he yeah. was. He was insane. Injuries derailed him. Um, it's a shame. 
he was basically a salary dump. Yeah. I mean, the Wizards don't really want him. They wanted off that Davis Bertans contract, right? Former Spur. Yeah. <clears throat> and they were able to get it. Yeah. And they wanted off of Spencer Dinwiddie, and they got it. Yeah. I, the Mavericks are a freaking mess. What do you think about Dinwiddie? Just not much. Spared affair. Yeah, I mean, he's. Can he help you win a few games if you're a bad team? Absolutely, because he can put the ball in the bucket. Is he going to make the Mavericks better? I don't see how. He's a guy who demands the basketball. Do you want the ball out of Luka Doncic's hand? Probably not. He's probably a little bit of an insurance policy for the Mavericks in case they lose Jalen Brunson in the offseason, which they might. But they had to get rid of Porzingis to be able to have the money this offseason to resign Brunson. And now I think they will. So give me your two NBA winners in all the trades and your two NBA losers. Oh, the biggest winner by far to me as a Spurs fan is the Spurs. They absolutely did the thing that I have been waiting for them to do since the day Kawhi left. Genius GM moves. Brilliant. And it's, it's, I know Spurs fans are out there feeling the same as me. It's a finally, finally, ever since Kawhi left, the way to get better is to play the long game, to get young, dumb, and fun for a few seasons, get high draft picks. See if you can bring in that alpha that makes the Hope that because pong ball goes in the right direction. Because you, your point a minute ago was was great that the Spurs are awesome at developing these kind of late picks yeah. into adequate players. Yeah. They rarely turn more them into adequate. superstars, right? Yeah. They don't necessarily make them into superstars. They're although Dejounte Murray, yeah. So they're rotation players. Yeah. But in order to get that centerpiece, the Tim Duncan, the Giannis, yeah. you usually need to be drafting a lot higher than twenty eight, right? Sure. So. Here we are. The Spurs are going to be able to draft high for at least a season, maybe even two. They get a pick swap with Boston in 2028. Boston may suck in 28 for all we know. I mean, to me, they're the biggest winners. Um, I would say that the Nets are huge winners. Um, And, you know, I don't want to put Philly in the loss column, but Philly is the... Philly's the question mark. I, I thought it was a loser. Uh, yeah. That's the one that it could blow up real quick. It sure could. Because already now Harden's going to be out, what, for a week or two yeah. still? And yeah. He's out of shape. Yep. Um, I think Philly's a loser in that one. I don't want to call him a loser because I want to see the way it works on the floor first. Yeah. Uh, there's a good chance that Tyrese Maxey next to James Harden becomes a wicked backcourt. Yeah. And Danny Green or Matisse Tybel at the three as your They kept as their young guards. They, they did. didn't lose any of their young guards. They did. And that's important. It's pretty smart. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a hard time calling him a loser. Um, you just, know, I'd say the it, biggest loser. I guess the biggest point uh, I'm yeah, trying to make ahead. is, what kind, well, will he disrupt the chemistry as James Harden seems to do with every team he's on? Or do you think he can make it work this time? I think that Joel Embiid, is the biggest swinging dick in the entire NBA. And if he has a problem with the way James Harden is acting in his locker room, Embiid's the one guy that every single dude would fear. He's the one guy. Yeah. He's fun, by the way. Everybody loves playing with Embiid. Everybody. But he's also a badass. Yeah. I mean, he proved that with, with Simmons. I mean, when Simmons took a shit in the playoffs, Embiid called him out on it, yeah. which I love. Yeah. <clears throat> and he he'll do it on Harden too. Yeah. Uh I think Harden better be on his best behavior because remember, you know, he wants to get paid 
He wants to continue to get paid. And if he doesn't act right, and if he doesn't perform in Philadelphia, I mean, there's no guarantee he stays there. Um, So I don't want to call him a loser. I'd say the biggest loser is probably Latvian big guys. (laughs) Davis Bertans and Christoph Porzingis. That's it. There's your biggest losers. Those two guys. Have you noticed NBA's kind of transitioning to bigs again? And it's been I, a while. I have. I think one, two in the MVP voting this year in some order is going to be Embiid Jokic. It's been a long time. And probably three will be honest. Yeah. So the extinct NBA center is making a comeback. It is. Now, it, not every team has one, but the ones that do mm-hmm. have special ones. Yeah. Uh, and I do love watching it. And I that's mean, all it takes. And then a new trend develops. Yep. Well, everybody's going to have somebody to slow those guys down, right? That's true. Yeah. Well, that was fun, Andrew. Yeah, I think we've gone kind of long tonight. I was going to talk Major League Baseball. We'll do that next week. Jeff, don't make yourself a stranger. Well, damn it. I, I You know, how, what time is it? I, we could go another hour. Yeah, yeah, we, about, we can go forever. It's 7.40. I mean, to to touch on baseball, just a, just a quick, uh, if you're a baseball fan, uh, maybe go get some Prozac or <laughs> lithium or some, something to calm the anxiety because you're not seeing spring training next week. And you may not see opening day on March 31st. Major League Baseball does the best job of when they're having a hard time gathering viewers, of finding the best way to piss them off even further. Isn't that the truth? They, they, do, they do this all the time. This will be the second lockout, I think, in three years. It's just it, Every time, it's like the mafia. Every time <laughs> I try to go, they pull me back in. I didn't realize this. This is the second longest lockout in Major League Baseball history. Is it really? Yeah. Already? Well, they had that disaster in the early 90s, and it took a long time to build their fan base back. Well, thanks. They steroid. They had steroids. to steroid yeah. them out. They had to lighten up. The, they had to shorten the major league stadiums. They had to roid them out. Bob, what to- was it you said before the show in pregame about baseball revenue? Baseball revenue was up. Can you show anyone who's watching? That's, oh, that's, how to do this with a channel data. lock? Yeah, just yeah, just, just use a screwdriver to open up your <laughs> duels or Whatever you're doing. <laughs> baseball revenue. Baseball revenue is up. Player salaries are stagnant or going down. Yeah. How the hell is baseball revenue up? Uh, I believe it. I feel like people don't even watch it anymore. I don't well, remember they, they, the last conversation they have I these had. Huge contracts with, um, you know, with the Fox and yeah, et cetera. Well, I mean, I, and, I mean, and a lot of regional broadcasts. Stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, the deal. Well, I mean, one of the as, as one of the problems sports. here in San Antonio is we don't have a baseball team. Yeah, yeah. and we, we so, never will have one. Well, we no, can't we have a baseball one. team because we don't have the population to right. give enough viewers. No, to make no, a, and, a, and, a no. We can't even network, get right? six thousand fannies at Wolf Stadium, let alone fill up a major league. No, and 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 I understand that. And but revenue is up, salaries are going down, and. It's interesting how, I mean, you, you you look at football and analytics has destroyed the fourth down, you know, go for fourth down, always go for the two point conversion, always risk it kind of a deal in baseball. It's screwing the older players. And that's where the problem is. And I don't know how, how you can fix that. How, how can you fix management? I'm not going to play a, pay a 34 year old player a lot of millions of dollars when the analytics tell me he's not going to be worth it. Mm. 
Max Scherzer notwithstanding, yeah. if you're a 34-year-old baseball player, you're not going to produce like you did nine years ago. Baseball's so screwed up, Andy. Yeah. I saw it today, and this is how I, – and I used to love baseball. I mean, I can still recite to you every oh, yeah. Cubs lineup from between about 1984 and 1990. Yeah. Loved it. Watched more of it than I did the other two major sports. So did I. What, what turned you off? The game. <laughs> and then today, I realized that a guy that I've never heard of, I, I, I'm i sorry, I'd never heard of the guy. For those of y'all out there listening, you're going to yell at me if you're younger or you're a fan of this player. Maybe I'm supposed to know him. But he turned down an 11-year, $350 million contract. Well, they're not negotiating now. Who is that? I'm telling you, I couldn't tell you the guy's name. Uh, well, they're not negotiating now. They, they can't. I they might, can't talk I to each might other. have made this up. Juan Soto? Fe- Is that somebody? Oh, yeah. yeah Washington Nats. Yeah, the Nats. Okay. I think it was Juan Soto. I mean, maybe it was one he did turn down. But, yeah. Um, 11 years, 350 million bucks. Yeah. And you turn it down. Well, I know they're not negotiating now, but we'll touch on this well, next well, week. He, yeah, he, he turned it down a while ago, and... He's still three years from free agency. Oh. And and this is and this is kind of one of the problems is and one of the things they're they're talking about in the negotiations is salary arbitration a lot earlier, the manipulation of, of service time and a lot of stuff that hits those younger players sure. because they're getting paid squat comparatively. They're getting paid a little bit more than I the am. Younger players during Just their producing years aren't getting the money and that's when you're supposed to get your money. And, you know, the lifespan of an average baseball player is probably no more than the average baseball player four or five years. So they're saying it's becoming the elite millionaires and then everyone else. Oh, yeah. No middle class. No middle class. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like and, this country. And Soto's agent, Scott Boris. Oh, <laughs> Scott Boris is still alive. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, boys, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. This is fun, guys. Tune in next week. Please don't be a stranger. Tell my wife thanks for letting me Yeah, do thanks, we wife. Thank you know what? This is therapy. Oh, uh, it is. And it we're is. having a good time, and we'll see you next week. Guys, please uh, subscribe. I saw we got picked up a few extra subscribers. We did on the and YouTube. And that's pretty cool. That helps us out. You know, we're just guys having fun, arguing like we would in a bar. And uh, we'll see you next week. And again, OH. We're out.